Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. this a couple of days after writing it and publishing it but immediately after Chubby Hernandez sat down to talk to the media ahead of the Camp Nou match in the Europa League between Barcelona and Manchester United I think it's easy to sneer I don't know downgrade the Europa League because the Champions League is so all-encompassing it, it, to my mind it's a magical tournament it certainly brought me as an observer of sport as a chronicler of sport some of the most extraordinary moments in my history of watching sport, and therefore I treasure it. The Europa League, when you rebrand something, the UEFA Cup felt important for somebody who grew up watching it, two-legged finals, it was a European trophy. I've said many times before, both in the interviews and in these columns or in question and answers, I can't quite tell you why Europe... European rivals, European football always enchanted me. Nobody directed me towards it. Remember, I was growing up in the 60s and 70s when there was no social media, there was no, oh, this is cooler than that. It just seemed to me that if I could see my team beating a European rival, it was at least as important as beating Rangers or Celtic home or away. Lifting a trophy was always the biggest thing and there was a while in the 70s when it didn't seem as if Aberdeen would be a trophy lifting side. I don't know if I've mentioned before but we did. We have gone on to become the only club in Scotland with two European trophies won. Um, two European stars at that on our jersey which no other club <coughs> anywhere in Scotland can boast. Moving back to the central theme when you rebrand a competition like the UEFA Cup to make it the Europa League. Sure, it'll take time to bed in, but I've noticed a difference. Initially, there was a lot of commentary, in, particularly in England, about, oh, it's a bad thing to qualify for. It tires you. You play Thursday night. It's bad for your league campaign. Honestly, apart from really specific cases of badly run clubs, I thought that was bullshit from the start. And increasingly, we've seen extremely good Europa League finals. We've seen extremely good battles to get to the Europa League. Clubs now can manage their resources very differently. Five substitutes helps diminish the impact of having to play so many games in the Europa League to lift a trophy. 
the entrance for a Europa League winner who hasn't finished in their Champions League qualifying slots into the Champions League as holder has obviously been gigantic for the way this trophy is regarded. Now, it is in name a Champions League battle between Manchester United and Barcelona to go through to the next round. And Xavi said it correctly. But we didn't do well enough to get into the Champions League. This is the Europa League. So the concentration maybe falls a little bit upon the fact that the first leg at the camp now on Thursday night, the stadium's going to be full. The atmosphere will be fervent because Barcelona, while undoubtedly incomplete in their procedure of evolving, improving, adapting, are still doing well. So to come up against Manchester United right now seems to me to be deeply unfortunate for Football Club Barcelona. They're capable of going through against United, but I have it in my mind very clear that if United play to their absolute strengths, they're a threat to knocking Barcelona out. At the centre of all this, from one half of the draw, is Xavi Hernandez, fledgling manager at Football Club Barcelona, although it's now, I don't know what, November, November, it's 14, 15 months. It's still very early in him running a gigantic brand name club like this where every single new day brings an off-the-pitch dilemma of one kind or another. Today was no exception. So to draw United, I think, for him, is deeply unfortunate. For United, I suppose they'd love to have been playing Barcelona in the final too. Maybe they want to play Arsenal, I don't know. Maybe they want to play the weakest team left in the final and squish it and lift the trophy. But when you say Barcelona Manchester United, it's redolent of finals. Not just those in 2009 and 2011. This is a gigantic clash of cultures, of reputations, of historical pasts. And a lot of it, as I explain here in my column for ESPN FC, focuses around Barcelona's manager. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I wrote, Javi Hernandez already has a lifetime's worth of experiences for Barcelona against Manchester United. However vital Thursday's Europa League Camp Nou tie against Eric Ten Hag's team seems for the Blaugrana's immediate future, it will simply be another set of colourful, passionate images for Xavi's already bulging Barca versus United scrapbook. The Saturnine Catalan made the first of his 151 Champions League appearances at Old Trafford in a rip-roaring 3-3 draw with Sir Alex Ferguson's Reds nearly 25 years ago. 
Xavi also thought long and hard about accepting United's offer to join them a couple of seasons later, when he felt unwanted at Camp Nou and, of course, having lost the 2008 semi-final to United, he then produced two wins and two goal assists in the 2009 and 2011 Champions League finals against Fergie's teams in Rome and at Wembley. You know, there were a couple of attempts at prizing the brilliant midfielder, nicknamed La Machina, the machine, by his teammates, away from the camp now, including Bayern Munich, who really thought they'd captured him in 2014. But it's the temptation of that offer to make Ferguson's United tick that Xavi has been most frank about. Back in 2011, just before I wrote my book with Backpage Press, Barca, the making of the greatest team in the world, Xavi told me, there was a long time when I genuinely thought about accepting United's offer. I needed a change of scenery and things were not going well for me at Barcelona. I've always felt a real attachment to English football and Manchester United would be my club there. For a long chunk of my career, when it looked to people like I was Pep Guardiola's successor in midfield, I was made to feel by some like an outsider, a bad guy for taking over from the legendary captain. We're not good at handling change here at Barca. I hated all that debate about me and Pep, and Van Gaal, who was then the Barca manager, wasn't particularly tactful to put an 18-year-old kid through it. What eventually made the difference is that I'm as stubborn as a mule. I thought about moving to United, but I dug my heels in. I said to myself, I need to prove myself here. Those two Champions League finals when Barcelona so comprehensively defeated United gave birth to a couple of the ultra-quotable Ferguson's best, most-remembered expressions. Aside from his growl that Pep Guardiola's Barca could pass you to death, the legendary Scott pointed out that a mesmerising midfield of Xavi, Busquets and Iniesta, plus Leo Messi, Piquet, Villa, Pedro, Thierry Henry or Eto at their peak would, and I quote, get you on that carousel and make you dizzy with their passing. It was an iconic expression for an iconic time, when the 3-1 Wembley win in particular was treated by the football community, not just the media, as one of the all-time great displays of football. Graham Souness, a triple European Cup winner, argued, I think everybody should be standing up and applauding. Osvaldo Ardiles, 1978 World Cup winner, added, This Barca is the greatest team of all time. Roy Keane's view was, United came up against the best team ever. Otmar Hitzfeld said, This Barcelona is the most intelligent team of all time. World Cup and Champions League winning coach Marcello Lippi said authoritatively, There has never previously been a team which played like this in the history of football. We are watching a unique phenomenon. Just think about all of that. Really, an unequalled, spontaneous outburst of peer praise. Barca playing a brand of football which both conquered and seduced the world. The point in reproducing all this, however, is not to indulge nostalgia, but ahead of this Barca v United meeting, to contrast how differently the Barcelona which Xavi coaches is playing compared to the one in which he dominated midfield and inspired to two trophy trebles, the one which won such praise. Some of the basic principles remain untouched. Xavi's Barcelona are an attacking side. Nobody in La Liga has scored more nor spent more time in the opposition half. 
Barcelona's press, a major weapon, doesn't resemble that of the Guardiola team that Xavi bossed from midfield. It takes place in different areas of the pitch and it's constant rather than in explosive controlled bursts. However, opponents are finding that it's as hard to disentangle themselves from as United did in 2009 and 2011. However, possession, once Barca gain it, is now used very differently. La Liga stats show that Xavi's team only pass the ball around seven times each time they're in possession. Under Guardiola, with Xavi, Busquets and Iniesta in midfield, that mesmerising conveyor belt would zip the ball about double or treble that amount. Not seven times. 14, 15, 16 times more. The reason? Xavi, unlike Pep, wants the ball moved forward vertically with much more rapid intent. He doesn't believe that constant circulation of the ball before trying to divide and conquer the opponent sets his Barca team in the right positional order. The current version of Barcelona instead highly values winning the ball and then instantly blitzkrieging the rival either with sharp forward passing or driving runs from midfield via Gavi, Pedri or De Jong. When Barcelona's win at Villarreal put them 11 points clear of Madrid at the top of the table on Sunday, there was an instant when Gavi, on the break, passed to a free teammate. No harm, no foul, you'd say. <laughs> Xavi, doing the same touchline dance which all frustrated managers will have recognised, leapt about in fury, hopping from toe to toe, then indicated with blistering clarity that he'd wanted his young midfield prodigy to drive at the retreating Villarreal central defenders with the ball at his feet. Not to pass. Look, we're talking nuances and details, but things are very different. Xavi might call it version 2.0. The ideas he played under are being updated, imposed to fit what the 43-year-old manager believes is a different footballing landscape, when rival teams are less often opened up by constant mesmerising use of possession and more undone when they are caught at speed trying to reorganise after having been pressed and robbed. We titled the film of my Barca book from Guardiola's era, Take the Ball, Pass the Ball. Xavi's era is a lot more about take the ball, burst forward at the opponent. Up tempo, up field, up in the air. Which brings us to one of the two things which probably stand out most of all. Firstly, when Xavi was playing for Guardiola, it was absolutely prohibited for the keeper to boot the ball long from goal kicks. Barcelona, at all costs, passed it out from the bye kicks in the hope of dragging the opponent's front line towards them and creating space in behind. Ter Stegen, while beating Villarreal, repeated the tactic which stood out like a sore thumb against Real Madrid in Barcelona's recent 3-1 Super Cup win, kicking the ball long for diminutive players like Gavi and Pedri to try and leap for against significantly taller rivals. Barca then set about winning second or even third balls when the aerial challenge resulted in loose possession. Two examples. Gavi is frankly tiny but he's in the top 10 Liga midfielders in winning the most aerial duels this season, 24. And he's won a whopping 63% of the jumps for the ball he's contested against all opponents. The other example is that nobody in La Liga has won the ball in the rival's half more than Pedri, 42 times. Here's the idea. Ter Stegen hoofs the ball upfield. Gavi leaps for it. Pedri picks up the crumbs. 
All of this was utterly unthinkable when Xavi was Guardiola's midfield general. But it's utterly effective right now, at least in La Liga. Before Sunday's 1-0 win at Villarreal, Barcelona hadn't lost the overall ball possession to any team. The Yellow Submarine won that particular duel by 54% to 46%. And Villarreal had more passes, plus more accurate passes, than Xavi's team. Back in the days when Barcelona regularly put Manchester United to the sword, any such stats would be the cause of wailing, gnashing of teeth and beating of breasts amongst Catalonia's high priests of sacred football. Now, 11 points clear at the top of the table and with the Spanish Super Cup in the trophy cabinet, it barely raises an eyebrow because Xavi's team is winning. Post-match, he said, we're in a good, perhaps perfect moment in defence. The intensity, the high pressure. In his quote, there's not a mention of possession or passing or indeed anything about the use of the ball. It was all about attitude, mentality, about what to do when Barcelona don't have the ball. We are in the best moment since I came here as a coach. But then Xavi added, now we have to change the mentality for the Europa League. We have to show our best level against Manchester United. Does he mean, I wonder, that against a team which is used to being pressed, which is delighted to be asked to win physical aerial duels and lives for just those athletic, aggressive contests every weekend, the change might be to move Barcelona's approach back a little towards the Guardiola idea. To take the ball and pass the ball. We shall see. Enjoy the match. <laughs>